Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Sandbox. I'm Maru. I'm Katie. And today we're going to be talking about Sally Face. Sandbox is a podcast where we share reviews written by people like you. Well, maybe not exactly like you. On each episode, we will pick a game and try to find some middle ground between the reviews we read here and our own experiences as players of the game. I think we've said this enough times already, but in case it's not clear, we do love indie games. So what we're going to do from now on is every other week we will choose an indie game that's currently being developed or that is fairly new and we will share it with you. So stay with us because at the end of this episode we will be saying a few words about a beautiful game called Unto the End. Okay, so Sally Face, I had no idea this game even existed until you talked about it. You suggested it. Mm-hmm. I did. It was one of the first games that I suggested that you had never played. Because we were still trying to figure out how we were going to do that. Yes, this whole thing that we still haven't figured out yet. No, but I was very excited, and I was like, <laughs> I want to see how you fare against Sally Face. That was, uh, I have to say, it was like quite a journey, because I went from not liking it to liking it to not be sure. <laughs> but anyways, Sally Face, it's an episodic game. It has five chapters. Yeah, it has five chapters that came out. From 2016 all the way to 2019. Right. And, well, it was made by one person, which I find kind of amazing. It's always awesome when one person can put a game out. Yes. Very. And that game get a lot of traction. It does, because it has, like, such a huge fan base that now that I've actually... Uh, that I actually know what it is. I've seen it before and I had no idea what it was. It was just weird. Right. <laughs> uh, it was released by Steve Gavry. They have a studio called Portable Moose. And, well, it's a, I think it's a point and click game. Sort of like, like a puzzle game. Yeah. It has lot puzzles. Yes. It's supposed to be horror, but it's not really... I mean, it's weird, It's it gets creepy sometimes, but I don't think it's, like, horror. Yeah, I mean, like, it depends on your definition of what, of what horror is. Right. Well, I have a review that talks about this. Okay, so let's get into it later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, the thing about this game is... Uh, when you read the description, it talks about the adventures of a boy with a prosthetic face. So, 
right from the start, it's kind of weird. It's not, it's something you don't hear a lot about. Yes, and it kind of makes you a little curious about it. And, well, actually, it's just, the story is pretty simple at first. It's just this kid, um, you don't know why he has a prosthetic face and he moves into a new building and all sort of weird stuff start happening. I think it's a murder that kickstarts the whole thing and then it's just, it gets weirder and weirder from there. It's all downhill from the first get-go. Oh yeah. Do you want to start with the reviews? Yes. Okay. I can do mine, it's pretty short. Okay. So, this review is from Steam. It's a recommended review, and this person played 12 hours on record. And it says, Amazing game, I really loved it. The only downside was that my wife took the kids because I was too focused on the game. Karen, please, (laughs) let me see my children, at least for New Year's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at least for new year i hope your kids are okay and that karen is no longer mad because this was like two years ago oh god <laughs> no i think i say she's still mad yeah because the last episode came out last year so <laughs> she had time to come back and get mad again she did i don't know if the game is worth losing your children maybe it is It depends on your look on it. (laughs) Okay. My review is five stars, and it is by a woman named Sally. Oh. Yeah. Is that her real name? Yes. Wow. Okay. She said, I gave it a five because my name is also Sally, and my nickname is also Sal. Surprising. But... Yep. <laughs> but I gave it a 5 because the game is really good and there's no jump scares so that kids don't get scared of the game Sally Face. Okay, but why would you want a kid <laughs> to play this game? See, this is this this is my point. Because like horror is subjective. Yes, and there's no jump scares in Sally Face. But it's still not a game that I would be like, let's, for the kids. Oh, no, it's definitely not for kids. It's definitely not for some adults either. No, no. There's a lot of (laughs) graphic content in it. Yes, and a lot of violence. There's a lot of violence. It's dark. There's violence. Yes, it's really not for kids. But, I mean, even... No. I think, personally, even when you look at the art of the game, you can tell it's not for kids. Yeah. But, you know, I guess it's subjective. Yeah. It is. It is subjective. Because while I was looking for reviews, there were some bad reviews that were just upset parents. (laughs) Oh. That are like, oh, this this game scarred my child. And I'm like, well, did you look at it i mean did you (laughs) this sounds like a personal problem (laughs) i mean he doesn't have a face it is kind of disturbing and like 
there's moments. There's just those like close up, mo- those close up draw in moments. Oh yeah. That's like an episode of SpongeBob. I was gonna get to that later on, but we can talk about it a little bit right now. It's uh, it is actually inspired on that kind of cartoons. Right. Like 90s cartoons, Ren and Stimpy. It has that vibe. It does. I liked it. Because it, do- it does have that kind of vibe of like... My cat is crawling on my wall. <laughs> Today's been challenging. Well, we're recording in the middle of the day, so that makes sense. Yes. But if we're recording in the middle of the night, then I'm sleepy. You're always sleepy. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Okay, let's talk about the bad reviews. Would you like to do your bad review first? I can do my bad review first. It's a long one, but it's probably worth it. So, this person asked their product to be refunded. Did they actually get a refund? Uh, yes, they did. It's hard to get refunds on stage. I have no idea, but... I've tried. It's very hard. Well, this person has very strong opinions, so let's see it. I admit I didn't give this one much of a shot before requesting a refund, but here are my observations. The game starts out very linear and is much more story-driven than puzzle-driven. That's kind of a problem when the story isn't well-developed from the start. You play as a character with a disability, and a checkered past that you are not allowed to know details about, and keeping the audience completely in the dark about things we should know, since we are the protagonist, is more annoying than mood setting. Let me stop right here. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with this? I mean, if you're playing a game, you don't want to know everything right away. I mean, yes, you want to know, but it's part of the game to try and find out. Throw the mystery genre out the window. We don't need it. We want to know what's going on. (laughs) And if you have played a game, I think you'd realize that uh, not knowing what's going on, it's part of the whole experience. Well, that's with any, like, that's not just games, that's anything. Any fiction. Any fiction that you're dealing with, I mean, you don't want to go in and be like, oh, this is the bad guy. Because, <laughs> I mean, then they're like, why, why would you want to put the rest of the hours into it when they're just like oh this happened and this happened and this happened and that's why we're here exactly but i mean i mean what i was talking about is that uh you're confused the whole time and you get shocked by how things turn out and that's part of the good things of the game that's the experience exactly so okay I'm, i'm gonna keep reading this oh okay the big thing that turned me off right away was the nerd shaming I have to warn people who haven't played this game. This is not part of the review. This is me. I have to warn people who haven't played the game. There's a little bit of a spoiler ahead, which really doesn't uh, ruin the game for you, but just so you know. Okay. At the beginning of the story, there's a grotesque, brony character. Ugly, obese, filthy, and to top it off, he's a murderer. He kills his neighbor over a My Little Pony figurine. That was a spoiler. They make the character as unlikable as possible and play it up for laughs. 
The other problem is that the plot isn't very well thought out. The elements in the game seem forced. What is happening? Yeah, one of the characters witnesses a murder, but the police won't even listen to him, for example. And that is part of the story. There isn't a decent explanation offered for many of the motions you're required to go through. As a separate aside, I was confused about the protagonist's gender. A lot of people have a problem with how Sally is named Sally and he's a boy. And he has the ponytails and everything. And he has ponytails. He's definitely referred to as a boy named Sal, but adopts the name Sally Face because that is what bullies call him. This is a painful contrast to the brony stereotype humor the game engages in. What? And he wears his hair in pony in pigtails. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm seeing too many ponies. <laughs> so he seems kind of non-binary or something, but the game doesn't even lampshade it, so it comes off as very strange. You'd expect other characters he meets to at least ask about it. If a little more thought had gone into the plot and they hadn't relied so heavily on obesity and nerve shaming as a source of humor, I'd still be playing this game. Okay, so... <laughs> That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> That's a lot. This person has a drawing of a wolf as their avatar. And when you go into the profile, because of course I did that, because if you have played this game, you realize it's completely inaccurate. Yeah. They belong to a group of My Little Pony fans and Ponyville right. and Bronnyville and stuff like that. Right. It makes sense. I think they were personally offended by the game. And that was not yeah. the point of the game at all. No, because it's like, this character is in one episode. Yes, at the very beginning. And that's it. And honestly... He's not a bad character. No. <laughs> I loved his character. He was fun. He was really fun. And he wasn't... Uh, I mean, he wasn't a dislikable character. I mean, yes, he no. was gross. It wasn't because he liked My Little Pony. No, I think that they felt personally offended by this. <laughs> I feel it, I feel it. And then the whole gender thing. A lot of people have a hard time with Sal's gender. It's not that deep. If you pay attention to it, um, one of the characters, when they're talking to Sal, when they first meet Sal, they call him a girl. And Sal makes no big deal of it. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yes. But I've seen a lot of people uh, suggesting that it would be better if he didn't have uh, pigtails. Because that confuses people, apparently. Right. Well, I mean, it's not that... It's. I mean, that's just my opinion of it, but it's like, it's not that deep. And I think that's a really cool statement from the creator of the game. I really like that, too, because it's like... It doesn't matter. There's a bigger story here to tell than to worry about Sal's gender or how he wears his hair. Yes. Because, I mean, the kid's got a prosthetic face. Just let him dress and do his hair how he wants. <laughs> Leave him alone. Gosh. Leave him alone, yes. <laughs> He's got enough problems. There's so much more to the story, and I think if this person 
because they played like half an hour wow. and these are five episodes i think if if they had played a little longer that would have changed but no you know they attacked my little pony so it's personal now well we went through the same problem when we were looking for life is strange reviews and talking about life is strange a lot of people that don't like the game they don't really play past the first episode and they make a one-star review based on that which is really not fair yeah. especially when you have an indie game yeah we we've talked about it no first episode is great you really have to get into it before you can be like this is trash <laughs> in this case though i think the first episode is pretty good the first episode is fairly good episode two and three get a little bit boring and then it picks up and it's it's good towards the end yeah. in my opinion but we still have to read your bad review my bad review is from steam mm -hmm. and i made sure to find one that they played further along than just one episode. Good. Because cause that's what most of them were. This person has like 10.6 hours. They've played through the whole game. And they don't like it. And they don't like it. Okay. <laughs> so their, their bad review is... Yes. Not recommended. The last installment was rushed. The ending left too many unanswered questions that were developed along the story. Why it was rushed and dangling threads left around isn't really a mystery. The creator simply wanted money and time for the holidays. So he put out an hour-long episode and called it a job well done. Except he damaged his brand and left fans longing. It's like this person has no idea how independent game developers work. If it was a big brand company, if this was a AAA game, yes. But I mean, like, this is one guy making a game. Yes. And I'm not saying that you can't have somebody publish a game around holiday times just for the money. I think it's part of the whole marketing thing, though. <laughs> it is part of the marketing thing. Because, I mean, what's wrong about trying to make some money with it? <laughs> I don't feel like... He put this last episode out with ill intent. But we've talked about the ending a little bit without any spoilers. We did talk about the ending. We agreed. Yes. Uh, we agreed that Yes. it's a problem with... Because a lot of people are not happy with the ending. It does leave some questions unanswered and I mean that happens. I think the main problem is that there's a problem with the dramatic uh, curve of the game and the tension. And it's that it builds up so much because honestly, there's so much going on in chapter 5. Narratively speaking and visually speaking, there's a lot going on and then suddenly it ends. When you're in that climax, you need a little bit of releasing tension right after that and you don't get that here there is though no. I, I was doing some research and <laughs> there is though a, a secret ending sort of that is if mm -hmm. you collect every single item in the game 
you do get to see a little bit of an ending scene that is supposed to uh, give you more information. But it's just that. It's just a little bit more information. And it's kind of like when when you watch a true crime show and then they explain what happened to everyone involved afterwards, you know? Yes. It's sort of like that. So it doesn't add up to the game. And I think that is probably one of the, the biggest problems of the game. Also, the story is so rich. They have so much information on the world. It's just that sometimes uh, the information is just... Lost. It gets lost, yes. Or they have the need to explain something, so you get a text that is really, really long, and maybe there is another way to explain it. But I think that is probably also because this is a one-person game. And sometimes yeah. you need someone else to tell you, look, this is not working. But the, like you said, the story is very rich and the story is very good. The story is good. It's a little bit disturbing sometimes. You get emotionally involved. You get emotionally involved and that's what we look for here. We do. We really do like that. We look for that. And, I mean, just because it's so rich, I think that is why the fan base is so rich, too. Yeah. Because for such a small game, because, I mean, it is a small game, it's amazing how much fan art and uh, fan fiction and stuff like that are going around on the internet. It's, wow, it's a lot. It is. And it has it has a large fan following, which is awesome to have. It's hard to have when you are a one-person indie developer. And if you are interested in this, um, Steve has a blog. I don't know if it's running still, but I mean, it has old stuff. Uh, that he was posting while he was releasing the episodes. And it's cool to read if you're into game development. It's cool to read to see the process because it's not easy at all. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it is a good game. I just think uh, maybe the puzzles... If you're into puzzles and you want a challenge, sometimes it got a little bit boring uh, puzzles wasn't really that challenging sometimes. It was just there to delay the story. And you could tell. Yeah. And sometimes and that's a, not cool. As a game developer, you understand why it's there. You get it. Exactly. We can both agree, though, that Gizmo is the best character. Gizmo is the best character. Yes. <laughs> no questions. No hesitation. Gizmo is the best character. And if you should just play the game just to see Gizmo, <laughs> that is my final yes. review. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I think most people agree with us that this is a pretty good game because most reviews were positive. This game is very well loved. And now I see why, because I had no idea what this game was about. Yeah, you're welcome. I was very confused. 
thank you for showing me Sally Face. <laughs> yeah, and now we have showed all of our listeners Sally Face, and they can go enjoy it too. Go enjoy Sally Face. It's animated, hand-drawn, indie game, original characters, original stories. Why wouldn't you want to go play it? Exactly. Go play now. <laughs> I don't. I don't know when we became like, like we're gonna sell this game <laughs> podcast, but here we are. But yeah, it's a really cool experience. So go check it out. Are you an indie game developer? Do you have a video game in the making? We know how hard it is to promote your game with a low budget. So for all the small game developers out there, we would like to offer you what we can to help. Write to us at outofthesandbox at gmail.com and tell us about your project. You might just hear about your game in our next episode. So we wanted to talk a little bit about an indie game that we found online. I believe in indie games. I love indie games. And uh, so this week we have a little game called Unto the End. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yes. It's a game by Two-Ton Studios, which is a really small studio. I think they're like a husband and a wife that develop games. Oh, that's cute. That's really cute. And, uh, well, this game is a 2D platformer. That looks really nice. It's beautiful. The art style is beautiful. And the key thing about this game is the combat system. I've played the demo. You, uh, the, the demo is on Steam. I don't know if it's going to be available when this episode comes out. But um, it's all about strategy and crafting and being smart. And... Yes. I love that. Yeah. You learn by making mistakes. Which is always fun. Yes, it's really engaging. Yeah. The art is very minimalistic. It is. Yeah, so at least for the demo, you don't have a big story going on at first. I mean, you can tell there's a lot more there. It gives you just enough to get a taste of what the world is going to be. Yes, and it's very interesting. It looks a little bit like Game of Thrones. Yeah. It has that vibe and it's really cool. And well, the whole uh, combat system, it just gets you completely engaged. Because you have to be smart, you have to know how to use the weapons against your opponents and how to use uh, their own strength against each other. Yeah. It's very cinematic it's very simple i i like how when you're fighting you can't have two things in your hand at once you'll drop the torch exactly i'm not a very good gamer i'm a slow gamer (laughs) it would be an insult to the gamers to call myself a gamer but uh that was very hard for me (laughs) which i mean fighting sword fighting isn't meant to be easy no it's not and This game does a really great job at capturing that. And on a side note, I have to say that when I got this game, uh, I started playing it, I really liked it, and then suddenly it crashed. And 
Well, I tried uninstalling it, installing it again, restarting my computer, and well, what I ended up doing is I got in touch with uh, the support team. Yes. Well, I sent them an email and they responded right away. Right. Which is always good. It's really, yeah, it's really good. So I think you should check it out. It's really worth it. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's very nice. The combat system is awesome. Exactly. So support indie games. Support indie games. And if you have another suggestion to make, you can write to us. Whether you are just a listener, or if you are an indie developer, or if you just are stopping by and want to toss a game at us, I mean, we'll listen. If you enjoyed this episode, or have a game you'd like us to review, let us know on Twitter at Out of the Sandbox, and keep up to date with new episodes each week on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next week, where we will be taking a very different approach and talk about a game you might have heard of called Fortnite.